Hello, and welcome to this special bonus episode of Guaranteed Adventures, where the stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. In this episode, we are just going to talk for a few minutes. We just wrapped up five minutes ago uh, recording the finale of Rattlestead. So we are just here late at night, um, and we are going to just chat for a little bit about Rattlestead and our thoughts and questions, ideas, what we enjoyed, what we regretted, our characters, everything. The whole gambit. The whole thing. So we are all here. The whole and caboodle. Yep. Whole enchilada. So let's open it up to callers. (laughs) Uh, on line one we have janet uh janet what is your question hi i was just wondering what was your inspiration for every all the characters all right janet inspiration for the characters i'll go ahead and turn that one over to the players (laughs) uh tim oh yeah i can go first the inspiration that I had for Galpin actually kind of came. My wife and I are watch, were watching through uh, a show called Shit's Creek as we were uh, like starting and talking about this. And there's a character on there named uh, David Rose, and I was like, "That would be kind of a fun character to play, yeah, like kind of pull off of that a little bit." Wait, so. I was thought you were about to say Roland, not David Rose. It kind of morphed into Roland a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> but it started out as as a a David Rose, okay, like yeah, cool. being sarcastic towards towards sure. a lot of people and and kind of over the top in some areas, but yeah. more more Roland, yeah. So. so the inspiration for Pete Grimsley was I just wanted to play like a chaotic goblin, <laughs> and <laughs> I so think you nailed it, honest, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, like the teeth obsession was just like the ah, sure, that's a fun gimmick that will will be. Like <laughs> since I was a dentist, it's like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but just kind of rolled with it. I was sad that I d- didn't get to use one line that I was kind of hoping for a right moment. I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I there was a line I was I should have used in the first episode. But it didn't work out that way. I wanted you guys to be in like a saloon or a place with hotel rooms, a place with, with rooms where you, I, wanted, I wanted to say, hope you boys got a room with a tub because we about to have ourselves a bloodbath. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, inspiration for uh, Truman. Honestly, I was struggling with a name. Um, so I went on to a random name generator and picked <laughs> Bandit because I couldn't find anything Western that wasn't just stupid. Um, and my coworker, uh, Tobias, shout out to Tobias, he picked out three-fingered Truman. So <laughs> nice. just went with it. Um, after that, I mean, just I wanted to do uh, a dwarf and just, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really have an inspiration. I thought a grifter, a guy who was just always looking out for an opportunity would be funny. And the whole him being a, kind of a dummy really just played out because he kept losing. <laughs> I, I did not intend for him to be a bad a, an the unlucky individual but lose. it just didn't turn out that way so the yeah. dice tell their stories it's it's true what about alvin um when i make a character well like when i first heard about we were doing the uh the rattlestead stuff i was like had like six different characters i came up with and i started i talked to nathan a little bit about what he was gonna make and then i kind of well i didn't hear what Seth was gonna make at all and then you weren't we didn't know which way you're going to be. Yeah, I came in halfway through. So. But uh, so I had all these characters and I realized that I might have to be the face of the group. And I never am the face. I don't like to talk a lot, but I had to talk a lot this campaign. So I was 
made me really uncomfortable. But <laughs> I think I don't know if I pulled it off well, but I tried to. You um, pulled it off. I think you did, especially in the especially in the finale here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a. I mean, that was a nice ending. Yeah. Yep. I like that. That was good. That was two uh, great endings that you had. <laughs> You'll only hear one of them. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I, I was speaking about classic Trapper. <laughs> so yeah, I just I made a face. I wanted to go for. I I came up with like this huge backstory that I was going through with Seth, the DM Seth, the whole uh, River Company. I basically gave him, told him all the family stuff. Came up with the name and everything. So. It, I don't know. I just made a face, made a half elf who uh, just hated his parent, his father, his human side of him, and it was just kind of like that battle. Yeah. Kyle also created like half of the NPCs in the game. <laughs> because, <laughs> nice. I mean, the the Rivers family, so both Charleston and Clayton and a couple other siblings that never made it on screen, and uh, the white car who was originally one of his options for a, for a character. Nice. Um, I was gonna make a uh, like a Viking because because in our little chat we were all like, oh, we're all gonna speak in Western accents. Like, I want to be funny now, and I want to make a Swedish like <laughs> Viking in the West. That would have been pretty so good. So I stole that. I took that idea as an NPC. Um, Rebecca, I love Rebecca because Rebecca was not a character I planned beforehand. Rebecca. Like the first thing, <laughs> the first thing Pete did when he walks into the saloon is to look for a fight that's happening. So now I got to make up a reason that there's a fight happening. And it's over a girl, so Rebecca was just spur of the moment, um, but ended up uh, being, I don't know, she worked well on screen, so she, she stuck around. All right, and uh, line number two, um, <laughs> caller number two, uh, you were on air. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what I was wondering was, <laughs> what were some of the highlights from the game, through what 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 did you what went well? What didn't go well? What do you regret? Uh, what's your name, caller? Sforb. Sforb. Oh, thank you. No, it's Sforb with a V. Oh, thank you, Sforb. Sforb. Is that the uh, the Swedish Forbes magazine? Sforb. Sforb. I'm sorry, I've never heard of Sweden. <laughs> All right, uh, color number two, you are on mute. Uh, <laughs> I think my, my favorite moment was the classic Trapper moment. Oh, my gosh. Just because so I funny. said that line, and then everyone just thought it was hilarious, but I didn't think it was that funny at first. <laughs> I don't know how much time you cut out of that in the edited episode, but I we laughed for a while at that. I didn't cut a lot of uh, time of laughing. Oh, I did yeah. cut a lot of time... Of the silence ahead of time. That's right, because there was a long silence before I, the classic trapper. I, I, I looked, because I was curious, like, how long was it? It was nine seconds. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, when I oh, listened to it, I felt silence. like you cut, you cut it too close, though. I kind of wanted two more beats. Well, Seth cut this out. I could always change it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like the classic trapper. Classic, yeah, tra classic trapper was hilarious. Was unplanned and just everyone thought it was funny, and I was like, oh, why is this so funny? <laughs> I liked that Pete just started grabbing onto everybody's legs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, and it's like when you're a short guy, it's like, well, legs all I can really reach. <laughs> so it's the easiest, uh, easiest wrap around there. Yeah. I think. Um, Probably because it's fresh in my mind because I'm currently editing some of the, the episodes. But uh, when Pete <laughs> bought a three-piece suit <laughs> but of individual pieces. <laughs> and Tim, you weren't here for that one. But no. uh, I, I, yeah, that was just hilarious because it was like, 
what do you mean three piece suit, but it's not a three piece suit? I I I really liked that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited to listen to these like essentially for the first time after they're edited because I wasn't here for the first three episodes, so it'll be fun. I loved uh, when um, Truman sold the cow and yes. made less money and than he would have made otherwise. Just keeping the cow. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of character I play next because uh, we, we, I've played two characters that have not necessarily been the most intelligent and it'd be <laughs> yeah. nice to kind of have an intelligent character for once. <laughs> you sure you can play that? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Depends how much, how many times I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> and also nice. if the dice cooperate too. Yeah. Should we do two more questions? Fake questions? Fake questions. What other questions should we ask? Uh, I don't know. I just like this for, collar bit. I, I think for, this is hilarious. For the record, my favorite moment though. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the My favorite part was I think when I was, when Pete was grabbing on the legs of like just the persistence there was with Rebecca's brother, oh. like, just the, like, yeah. let go. No. <laughs> okay, so the funny thing about this is it never really came up that much, but the reason that that happened was because that dude was just straight a coward. That's why he didn't fight at the end either. When he saw he was beaten, he just gave up. He was just a coward. We didn't gotcha. see him all that much. Yeah. Okay. Rebecca was the face, and he did the sneaking. So anytime he was visible, he was uncomfortable. Gotcha. Makes sense. Uh, that, that makes it even better now. I also have a tendency to not give characters names until they need a name, so he never had a name. <laughs> it was really fun for me to play uh, someone who was just like constantly indebted and kept bringing <laughs> up, <laughs> like had to do everything for these people. So I did that was a lot of fun. really just like you jumping in front of every. <laughs> I purposely designed that character to do that with the stuff that I chose, and I had. It was all fine because I had diehard. It never came up. Sure. So even if I dropped down to zero hit points, I would have gone up to two. So so it would have actually been beneficial for him to hit zero. It would have been better for me to hit yes, <laughs> zero. So. Okay. But yeah, it was good. It's a good call. So if we want two more questions. I could... also liked, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I also just liked our like making up stuff about the Salt Peter boys just randomly throughout the entire, just like improving it. I thought it was really funny. We riffed off each other a lot. And I think one of the big, I mean, this, this uh, Rattlestead game, basically we put it all together over a weekend because we were originally planning to record something else, but then Tim's baby came several weeks early, Yes, which was very exciting. Yes. Um, we still decided to get together and record, so we threw something together over a weekend, basically. It, yeah, it was less than a week. So yeah. my notes, I mean, I basically made a word chart of words that I wanted to include, like tribe of elves, <laughs> irate dragon, <laughs> dwarven prospectors, goblin desperados, yes. and then uh, Kyle made a bunch of NPCs, so my story was halfway done. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was Nailed probably it. another one of my favorite parts, was the goblin desperados with me and mm. with me and Pete. Yeah, as soon as you said over there was goblin desperados, I was like, I am making this my army. <laughs> I'm making it a goal to take over. <laughs> I knew it was very likely you would try to take over the Goblin Desperado, so I wasn't surprised by that. Although I, I will say I was surprised that you did it by dropping a rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah, I used all of my combat spells before, or combat scrolls before any actual combat. Hey, that balloon scroll spell did come in quite handy. Yes, though. which what we did there was Galpin was looking for scroll was looking. You were looking for scrolls, basically, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's the reason I was in the, in the caves. Mind. Oh yeah, um, we never found out why you were in the cave. Yeah, oh yeah. 
<laughs> so I was in the caves looking for those scrolls, and it was a hundred percent my fault that the cave-in happened. <laughs> no, it wasn't your fault. Oh, it wasn't my you fault. You might have oh, believed okay. it was your fault, but no, it was Rebecca's brother. He caused the cave-in because gotcha. he was trying to steal Destrite. Oh yes, yes, yes. But then uh, Pete largely foiled his attempt to steal Destrite. <laughs> nice. There was one scroll that I didn't get to, and that was the scroll of uh, Snail Knight. What does that do? So I actually, that is, I ripped that one straight out of Nave, which oh. is a fun little game. Uh, basically, what that would do is when you cast it, nothing immediately would happen. And then about 10 minutes later, a knight would ride up on a giant snail <laughs> and <laughs> yes. wouldn't really be that useful in a fight, but would be able to, I, I think the spell description says, can answer questions about chivalry and that sort of thing. Oh, perfect. That would have been awesome. Uh, caller number three, uh, we have Jake on the line. Uh, Jake, what is your question? Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Jake here. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I really want to know how you guys liked using the tiny dungeon system. Uh, that's like I'm. I'm thinking about doing that too. So that's my question. Thanks, Jake. Uh, we learned our lesson. We will be putting you on mute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> also, Jake, what are you wearing? Uh, Jake, you are off mute. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm wearing um, khakis, khakis, <laughs> and a red polo. Nice. Uh, uh, Jake, don't tell me where you work. Uh, I can assume. We'll get okay. shut down. <laughs> We're not sponsored. Yeah, not Hashtag. sponsored by that insurance company. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I loved Tiny Dungeon. I think it. Yeah. It it honestly like so. I, I'm a huge D and D fan. Um, I played one other system, but Tiny Dungeon just was so simple. Um, and I love it because I've been talking to some of my friends who are pretty resistant to even trying this type of thing and explaining to them is it doesn't have to be as complicated as yeah. shows make it seem. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be as big as a lot of the other podcasts or YouTube shows uh, make it. It could be as simple as just having three dice, seeing what you succeed in, if right. you have advantage or disadvantage. Um, yeah. You can do anything. And so I, I just love the simplicity of it and how you can still tell a good story with complexity. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like it too because it's like you said, it's just the simplicity of it. Like the even character creation is super easy and simple in here. I think it worked well for this medium too, because yeah. as a player, you can roll and see if you succeed or fail. So we don't have to do a bunch of math and that sort of thing on the air, and it works perfectly well without a battle mat or anything. So you don't have to have a. I mean, this was all theater of the mind for us. So we just... right. And there's a there's a lot of different settings that you can use to yeah. engine, and, and mm -hmm. so you. Uh, we will probably be using Tiny Dungeon again, but not necessarily just the blanket form of Tiny Dungeon, but some yeah. other versions. Yeah, good game. I, I was impressed with it. Yeah, like there was, there's been an idea I've had for a campaign I've wanted to do, but it just feels like too weird to do it in like D&D &D or some of the other systems that I've had. But like once we start messing with Tiny Dungeon, I thought like, oh, this is perfect. Like this is what I was missing to get this <laughs> actually like the ground running. <laughs> nice. What, what's your idea? You, you want me to say now or do you want it to be a spoiler for later? It, it's not a spoiler. They don't know it's coming. Nah. I mean, well, yeah. It could be just a tease. We'd, no promises of when it's coming out, but yeah. you know. Well, you know, I, I think I hear the phone now. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, caller number four. Uh, Hello, this is Forbes. <laughs> Forbes. Uh, I need some money. Uh, do we want to take this or? Caller number five. Oh, hey. Uh, call, yeah, caller number five. Uh, got hijacked there. Uh, caller number five. Uh, we have Sammy on the line. Sammy? Hi, my name's Sammy. Um, I was wondering what you're going to be doing next. <laughs> I really like the story, but I want to know what's next. Well, Sammy, as guaranteed adventures, 
The stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. So you can be confident that our next story will be filled with adventure. And we want to have some fun and not have the same person run the game every time. So for our next story, I will not be your GM. That honor will go to Tim. It'll be me. I'll be running the next uh, campaign. We're going to be doing it in uh, the D&D 5E system uh, and set in the Humblewood setting. And that is all I'm going to say about that. So if you've been wanting to uh, get more information about the Humblewood stuff, you'll actually have a real playthrough coming up whenever it's going to drop. So the idea that I had been thinking around was like there's a world so like the, you know there's your normal fantasy worlds where it's like oh like the wizards have their book magic these like sorcerers have innate magic the the clerics and the paladins all have their patrons and etc. Mm-hmm. Well there's one day where all the magic just like cut out like wizard spells like like spell books just did nothing sorcerers can't are just like normal people now but like it's not just even the people but like people of like the fae like can't do like their fae magic either like the fiends are starting to lose like all of their resistances and now they're trying to find like ways to get to the the surface and everyone's in the mass confusion and all of a sudden a tower arose and now what lies in the tower is to be determined by all those who seek adventure I like that. That's good. Low magic setting like that. I like low magic. Yeah. All right. So signing off on Rattlestead for the last time, I'm your GN Seth. And going around the table, we've got Nathan, who played Pete Grimsley. Tim, who played Gaupen. I'm the other Seth, who played Three Fingered Truman. Thank you. (laughs) Kyle, who played Alvin Rivers. Thank you for listening. Now go have some adventures of your own.